Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safety alongside Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom on a Thursday as always. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button there. That'll help us out, get some more exposure. Hit the subscribe button as we speak right now. I think we're about 10 subscribers away from 20,000. So let's hit that landmark. Appreciate everybody's support. And of course, follow our content at the Wolverine.com all the time. And let's get into it, fellas. We got some stuff to talk about. We'll get to some NIL developments in a little bit. We will start with Ernest Hausman from Nebraska, uh, who will be transferring to Michigan. Chose the Wolverines over Ohio State and Iowa. He was originally recruited from Michigan or by Michigan during his original recruitment back in 2020. The Wolverines uh, put in some effort there, weren't able to land him from hometown Nebraska. He's from Columbus, Nebraska. Is a kid from Uganda originally. It has a really similar story to Junior Colson. Was adopted by a family, was brought in, and is a hell of a football player, just like Junior Colson. Is a hell of a linebacker as well. 54 tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, one fumble recovery this season, seven starts. He's playing behind a couple guys. There were injuries there, so he got some early opportunity, uh, and he really shined. And going back, looking at the Michigan game, he made some big plays in that game, including a tackle for loss on J.J. McCarthy when he was trying to scramble. I wish we could play that clip without getting copyrighted on the YouTube, but uh, some really good plays. So, uh, fellas, a, a big land for Michigan and between him and Ladarius Henderson, the former offensive lineman for Arizona State, who's coming to Michigan and enrolling early. Wolverines with a hot start uh, in the transfer portal world. This is what they're doing well, uh, right, on the recruiting trail is uh, NIL. You look at Olu, you look at Iyabi, uh, Olu Oluwatimi at the center, you look at Iyabi Oki, you look at uh, this year now with Ladarius, this guy, by the way, is a complete leader from everybody we've spoken with. Great article by Clayton Safey about him um, and who he is. And now uh, Ernest Hausman. And uh, you know what? It's funny. I got a text from Doug Karsh like, wow. He said, I said that guy's name all the time, you know, during that game. He said, yeah. I kept saying his name because I think he had 10 tackles, right, against Michigan? I like think so, said. yeah. 10 yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and it was all over the place. So he's a great football player and a great athlete, and he's still raw and he's still learning. So, um, But that is a great pickup. So to, to supplement the 2023 recruiting class, which has been underwhelming, I guess you would say, especially for a team, a program that's won back-to-back titles and beaten Ohio State twice. But I like it. I think he's a great fit from everything we've heard. And that's what you got to do, man. You can't just get a bunch of guys and hope. You know, you can't sell hope like they do down the, down the road there from the portal, you know, bring in 30 guys and hope that one of them turns out to be Kenneth Walker. You know, uh, you've got to have a plan. And I think Michigan's got a nice one there. Yeah, I like the addition. I mean, it's one that uh, I, I can't say came out of left field. He was a guy that was on EJ's list a couple days ago, but uh, still a little bit a little bit surprising to me. I didn't know how hard they'd go after linebackers in the portal, but it's a guy that, you know, like like Karsh said, someone who, as a true freshman, made a lot of plays this year on a Nebraska team that, you know, make no mistake about it, was pretty terrible, but he was one of their, their better players on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't know if it's something where, Maybe the writing's on the wall for a guy like uh, a guy like Michael Barrett and his decision. Now we I did just come from a press conference. Speaking of Michael Barrett and also Trevor Keegan, both guys that 
seem like they might be 50 50 to come back. Neither has made a decision yet, but you know, when you go in and get a guy like, uh, like Houseman from the portal, it makes you wonder if um, at the very least Michigan's hedging its bets, but uh, at worst, it means that's a guy that is stepping into one of those roles. So all of a sudden you look at the linebacker room next year, that's been a group we've had a lot of questions depth wise about uh, you have junior Colson, you'll have Houseman, you'll have Jimmy Rolder, who I think will take a leap uh, this off season. You've got, you know, we'll see about Nikai Hill Green and how he's able to come back uh, from his injury. But all of a sudden, I mean, you look at the strength of this year's team, especially defensively, is is the depth, the improved depth from last year. And, and you know, at least early on, at least on the defensive side of the ball, we'll see what happens with them at cornerback. But continues to be an emphasis for them. Uh, so far, like I said, if they're going to if, – if the recruiting is going to be kind of the way it is right now with NIL – all of a sudden you're backfilling some of these needs through the transfer portal and getting guys that, you know, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, even if you bring in a class full of four and five star recruits, those guys are still lotto tickets right now. Michigan's got two starting caliber players via the transfer portal with potentially more on the way. So I like how proactive they they're being in terms of that. I think the approach uh, in terms of the transfer portal, these, these are the type of guys they're going to get. It's going to be the graduate guys, or it's going to be the, uh, the, the guys that are earlier on in their careers where they don't have to worry as much about those credits transferring over. And I think so far, I mean, you've got two as good of fits as you can possibly get at two positions of need going into next season. Yeah. In linebacker depth. I remember when we were doing these shows back in the summer, we were saying, you know, what are the concerns on this team? And really a luxury for Michigan is that we were kind of nitpicking a little bit. We were saying, ah, maybe depth that linebacker. You know, Michael Barrett hasn't totally stepped up yet, and, and Nakai's been good. But, you know, there's no Josh Ross there with to, you know, pair with Junior Colson. And now here we are. It depends on what happens with Michael Barrett. Um, and then the big question, really, that, that I start to think about, too, is Kalel Mullings, who hasn't made a huge impact at linebacker yet in his career. Now he's a running back right now, played both ways in the Big Ten Championship game. What do you do there? You're still waiting on a Blake Corum decision. Uh, but you have Donovan Edwards and a bunch of unproven guys. And I know it's something we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, just, you know, what's going to happen with the running backs and you're kind of in limbo. But I think this gives you a pretty good chance right now, even with Michael Barrett, you know, whether or not he comes back to let Kalal Mullings kind of continue to play running back and see how far that thing can develop because he, he showed some potential there and, and looked really good the last couple of games. He did, and uh, better than C.J. Stokes, honestly, if we're being clear. I mean, there are rumors now that C.J. Stokes isn't happy. He's thinking about transferring, whatever, you know, uh, to which I would say, number one, they're rumors. We haven't heard anything concrete about it. Number two, uh, you know, the, the problem with the, the news cycle as it is today is that what's true one day might not be true the next day. And so you can repeat, repeat re you can report something and then come back and the next day it's not true. So um, that's what we'd say about that. Um, and, you know, who knows the future for Tavi Dunlop? I think maybe he'll see the writing is on the wall, you know, and, um, you know, we'll see if he's here next year. There, you know, there's still no no definitive word on Blake Corum. And we'll have more on that and inside the fort tomorrow. Uh, could he potentially come back to Michigan? So keep an eye open for that. And uh, that room has a chance to be loaded again. But, um Again, uh, if you have two, you really need a third, guys, in this day and age. And we've seen that, right? So uh, credit to Donovan Edwards for playing with that broken thumb uh, that or that hand injury, we'll call it. So, um, But uh, you need more than two. So uh, they're, they're going to look to the portal there as well. Yeah, I, they need to, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of who comes back. I mean, I think the depth there is just uh, – we're talking about areas of concern. I mean, one injury – 
all of a sudden your backfield has looked a lot different. And, and it's, it's good to see that they've been able to piece it together over these last couple of games. But um, yeah, I mean, I rumors and, and, you know, pertaining to Stokes uh, again, until we, he just, to me, I'm not going to speak for a guy, but in, in some of the, the, really the only conversation we had with him on the record this year, that doesn't seem like a guy that would cut and run uh, based on, you know, some diminished playing time in his freshman season. I mean, he is still a freshman playing behind Blake Corum, playing behind Donovan Edwards. So again, um, I don't know. I, I can't really speak a ton to that, but yeah, I mean, you look at the needs moving forward. I think it's obviously running back. Um, they've been going after, after tight ends in the portal. I think they'll probably still bring in another arm at quarterback to fill in that kind of Alan Bowman type of role. It's just mm-hmm. a guy who has experience on the roster and, um, I think the nice thing about their approach in the portal is that they are kind of turning over every stone. Now I think they're more prepared. Um, you talked about how they're more prepared in terms of where they're at this time of year, which with preparing for the college football playoff and you know what it takes to uh, get ready for that. I think they've also made strides in terms of how they're evaluating and building their roster during this time off that they have too. So um, yeah, I, I kind of, I hate to be a, you know, you be the trust the process guy, but I think that they're the infrastructure and, and structure they have in place to keep this thing rolling in terms of recruiting and transfer portal. They'll, um, you know, there always needs to be filled. There's no such thing as a perfect football team, but I think Michigan's in pretty good shape here. I don't know how these coaches do it right now with having to take all these home visits, prepare for the college football playoff, and worry about the transfer portal and all that. It's insane. It's almost like, since bowl games now are meaningless and the playoffs, all that matters. But, you know, now that the transfer portal opens December 5th, it's like you're looking at these games being basically played in the off season. Almost. It's, it's, it's really weird. Like where you're kind of preparing for 2023, but you're also, and I know that always has been the case with signing day, but um, it's just a weird time in college football for sure with all this stuff, but Michigan doing pretty well in it, navigating that uh, in the transfer portal at least um let's talk a little more michigan football in a second we'll talk about our friends at prize picks first um football season is still going there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team like michigan than by playing daily fantasy with our friends at prize picks prize picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games prize picks is the perfect game for you It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Michigan, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. Price Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Uh, This week, I have Jared Goff going more than 230 and a half passing yards against the Jets. I also have the Lions defense more than two and a half sacks against the New York Jets. I don't know who's playing quarterback. I haven't got that far into it, but um, by the looks of it, you can, there's some, there's some hits out there to be had on those Jets quarterbacks like Mike White. Uh, do you guys have any picks this week over uh, with our friends at prize picks? Go for it, AB. Yeah, I've got uh, bowl games start tomorrow. A uh, bowl season yeah. starts on Friday. We've actually got, a pretty decent matchup here. Uh, two 11 win teams, UTSA against Troy. I'm, I'm rolling with the quarterbacks in this game. I think we're going to get a lot of points. So I've got Frank Harris of UTSA over, or I'm sorry, more 
than 285.5 passing yards. And I've got Gunnar Watson of Troy more than 230.5 yards passing. So uh, bowl season kicks off. Uh, I can't say I'll watch all 43 bowl games, which is just way too many, but mm-hmm. I-, I like this matchup and it should be uh, should be a fun one. I like any guy named Gunner to go over 230 yards. So I, would I was, agree with you. I was literally yeah. about to say, I'm going to name my kid Gunner. I think one. Day. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be um, a quarterback. I mean, yeah, most or a guitarist uh, for Nelson. <laughs> so you guys know that's before your time, except for AB, who probably understood that. No, so, that, one, that one's. There's a band called Nelson, Ricky Nelson's kids. They had a band called Nelson in the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, Gunner was one of the names. So uh, we're going to go with Gunner over 230. I, I'm with you, Clayton, on Goff. Uh, boy, this guy's playing good football. Now, his best football is be playing, being played at home. And uh, now that the, the Lions have sucked me back in, I'm sure they'll lose four straight, but I'm going with golf over 230 points but more than sorry more than 230.5 yards quick quick little sidebar here they do have some college football playoff projections in already uh we won't make this pick yet but interesting number here jj mccarthy set at 200.5 passing yards mm. i think i'd be hitting more on that but we'll see what uh what next week brings yeah, that is I think they think I think they're gonna th- think they're gonna run it down their throats for like 500 yards or something like that. So it's true. It's Could true. Happen. DCU's run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting though. Yeah. So take a look at those if you're a Michigan fan, which I assume most people are listening. Unless we got some Sparty lurkers, as always, you can always take the less than on the Michigan guys if you're a Sparty guy. So do that. Join us over at Prize Picks. We appreciate our sponsors. Download the Prize Picks app or visit prizepicks.com sign up using the code wolverine to get an instant 100 bonus up to 100 on your first deposit so if you deposit 100 prize picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50 don't forget that's the prize picks app or prizepicks.com and the code wolverine to claim your bonus today um so yeah michigan in the playoff we'll talk nil in a second anthony has a article up over at the wolverine.com uh, potential, you know, guys, maybe not breakout, but the unsung heroes that could step up here in the playoff. You get 15 bowl practices coming up. And then Chris this morning as well with the story on five potential breakout players for Michigan next season. Um, this is a good opportunity for guys to step up. I mean, I know when you're in the playoff, it's less of, hey, you know, it's it's like a, not a quasi spring ball, like maybe some teams approach it where you get back to basics because Michigan's chasing a national title. But man, at this point in the year, it's the cliche that coaches always use. You're not a freshman anymore. Uh, and we've seen this with the Michigan players in here in the last few games of the year. Colston Loveland stepping up. Will Johnson with a couple picks in the Big Ten championship game and did a really good job on Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, you know, guys that, that have been contributors throughout the year but have really taken on bigger roles and even more guys as well. Uh, the young talent, I think, on this team is really strong and bodes well for the future. Uh, Chris, talk about maybe uh, you know your story this morning and in uh, some of those guys that are going to be really exciting for the future. Yeah, you know nobody wants to talk about kickers and punters, but where would they be without Jake Moody, right? And yeah. and Tommy Doman has had an incredible fall. He had a great summer. Uh, he's going to do double duty, fellows, as both the punter and the kicker. And I think he's going to do a great job there. So he's going to kind of slide into that Moody Robbins role. 
and uh, that should be fun to watch. Derek Moore is a guy that I keep hearing about, you know, disruptive when he gets a little stronger, when he develops more than one pass rush movies, twitchy. I think you're going to see him have a breakout season next year. I really do. Um, in terms of getting to the pass, the, the passer, even if he's just a specialist, Romero Jabo and what his role was. Right. So, and then um, one other, I'll mention is Raheem Anderson, you know, Greg Crippen's been the heir apparent at center for a long time, but Raheem Anderson just keeps getting stronger, bigger. And when we saw, him playing angry against Rutgers somebody told me that hey this is the way this guy has progressed and he wants it badly so keep an eye on him we'll see what happens with Michigan's guards Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinter if they come back uh, we've heard conflicting things on that and we'll address that again in tomorrow's inside the fort as well but Raheem Anderson could play center or guard I think he's going to be a really good lineman here at Michigan I think he's going to play a lot next year Raheem similar to Giovanni Elhadi over the last couple of years I saw both those kids when they were high school seniors, and they have completely transformed their bodies as well, especially Raheem Anderson. Um, he, he looks like a, a beast in the making, so that, that'll be one to watch for sure, a guy that will be watching during that spring game. Anthony, uh, talk about some of the guys you think could step up here in, in the college football playoff, younger guys for Michigan. Yeah, I mean, a mixture of younger guys and also uh, guys that have been around but also waiting in the weeds. I mean, we've already sort of hit on it earlier with Kowal Mullings. I mean, they were Michigan was toying around with throwing him at running back uh, during the spring, but, you know, some things come up at linebacker. They put a pin in that plan, and, and he winds up uh, staying over on that side of the ball. But all of a sudden, I mean, Blake Corum gets hurt, and Michigan kind of revisits that, and, you know, we had the jump pass uh, moment at Ohio State. He had a pair of touchdowns uh, on the goal line in that Big Ten championship game. Again, uh, you know, it, it's tough to I mean, it's tough to predict who who does what and uh, whose whose role is what it is. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, Kalal Mullings looks like a guy on offense who, um, you know, we've seen this happen before at Michigan, where guys turn over to the other side of the ball and you know make as much, if not more, of an impact over there. So. Really interested in seeing uh, what he's able to bring. A guy that I think has a lot of juice there, obviously. Uh, just uh, what we saw him in the spring just needs to hold on to the football. So going to be interested to see how they use him. Um, I believe this was a guy that was also in Chris's article about breakout guys for next year. But Tyler Morris uh, is someone that I feel like now that we, you know, they get those extra bowl practices, um, which they would have had regardless, but now you get them with a national title on the line, uh, you know, Tyler Morris is a former high school teammate of JJ McCarthy you know, strikes me as the type of guy that is going to make a lot of big plays, a lot of big catches, maybe not a guy that, you know, burns a defense for 75 yards over the top, but someone who moves the chains on third down and has sure hands and someone who has that built in chemistry with his quarterback. So I like what Morris uh, could potentially bring to the table if he's given an opportunity uh, Braden McGregor, I think at, on the edge has, you know, with Michigan has been able to kind of rotate those edge rush guys in sort of like hockey lines. And McGregor, I think over the last couple of weeks has played some of his best football and someone who, you know, just needs to maybe improve a little bit in terms of finishing plays, but I think he's going to have an impact. And, and last but not least is at, at this point, like I said, we probably passed the point of no return in terms of this guy being an under the radar type of unsung hero, but Mason Graham is someone who I don't think we've, we've spoken highly of enough uh, throughout this season. I mean, he's someone who is advanced for his age at defensive tackle. You don't see guys at defensive tackle ready right out of the box like this, but um, his, his mechanics are 
advanced for his age. I think the bull rush right out of the right off the bat was impressive. And now in the last month or so, we've seen him add a swim move and, and add some other aspects to his game. So again, it's I know they're whatever matchup you get, you're gonna be playing some high powered offenses, but I think you're still gonna have to stop the run to win a national title. And that guy is as good a run defender as anyone on this roster right now. So I'm- those are the Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the guys for me i've been kissing mason graham's big old defensive tackle butt for a while now guys i said he's literally the best michigan freshman true freshman defensive tackle i've ever seen in my lifetime and i'm no spring chicken so uh love what he's doing i would bring up colston loveland too as a guy you know as many touchdown passes in his career right now as eric hall is that right i think so too yeah i think that's true so um and he's only going to get better. And when he gets stronger and when he becomes a better blocker, I think one of Eric's family members was ripping on his blocking. Um, and I'm like, come on, man, this guy's a true freshman. That's not cool. Let's, let's, you know, let's put this thing to bed here. Eric all is now a, an Iowa Hawkeye and you know what? Good luck to him, but don't need the, don't need the sniping on, on that, on the tweeter. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, um, yeah. It's uh, Colson Loveland as well. So sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, Clay, but uh, no. I had to bring his name up. I think he's going to be an outstanding one. 100%. Yeah, and not to – I hate to get in the fray here, but, I mean, I do remember back when a certain Michigan – former Michigan tight end now was a freshman, and there was talk about, yeah, he hits hard and, you know, he tries hard, but he doesn't know which way he's going. So there's a learning curve for everybody. And Colston Loveland, by the way, has handled that as good as anybody. Uh, that I've seen at the tight end position for Michigan. Uh, and it is obviously, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, future. Uh, was it Harbaugh that said he could be the best tight end they've ever had here? Or maybe Grant Newsome. Uh, yeah. That's some high praise. Or might even have been Matt Weiss. I actually that's, think high, that's high praise. I will say this. He is the best Idaho tight end I've ever seen at Michigan. Ever. 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 No close might second. He might no close only. second. There you yeah. <laughs> um, So there you go. We will also – as things progress here, we just got to talk to Michigan players for the first time today during bowl practices. We'll get some more tomorrow. We'll get some more throughout the week. And then when we're down in Arizona, it'll really ramp up. So we will talk more Michigan TCU as the next couple of weeks progress, but extremely excited for that game. Michigan's appearance in the college football playoff. Let's shift gears and finish with some just the best. I love this topic, guys. NIL, Michigan NIL. But Chris, you've been really plugged in on this and, and doing a lot of reporting on Michigan's, you know, efforts in the NIL space uh, right now. What they're trying to do, kind of organize things with collectives and, and everything like that from an administration standpoint. 
Uh, you know, what's the latest that you're willing to share? Obviously, for all the latest, go to the Wolverine.com and, and sign up f- with us there. But, uh, you know, what do you want to talk about with this today? Because there's, it seems like there's a lot going on and they're trying to make some progress here. Yeah, there's still a handful of people and even I think a couple sites saying, oh, it's not bad and this and that and this and that. Well, in speaking people directly involved and we're talking boosters, we're talking people who are close to it making decisions. Uh, it is bad and it's not good enough. And and I don't you know what? People can be mad at me for saying it, but uh, guys need to step up. And that really it starts with the athletic department. And OK, if, if you don't have an NIL director, why don't you? You know, uh, it is illegal and it is it, not illegal. It is legal to have an NIL director. And that's been clarified. You know, there uh, it's it's been moving at a snail's pace, guys, since this thing. Since we knew about it 18 months ago, they should have been working on it and saying, OK, this what do we need to do? What are other people doing? Uh, and at the very least right now, you should be looking at the people who are doing it successfully. We're not talking about pay for play. We're not talking about here's three million dollars for Dante Moore or quarterback or something like that. We're talking about what can we do to make sure that we are competitive with the teams like Notre Dame who aren't exactly paying for play but have something set up in place where people know that they're going to get paid and get opportunities. So it's not good enough, fellas, flat out. And the president absolutely Santa Ono cares. We had uh, some insider on our board say, oh, you know, anybody, Santa Ono was never going to be that closely involved. That's a bunch of crap. So just please pay attention to what we are writing on our message boards here and, and listen to what we're saying here. There's no question that he is heavily involved uh, and that he is interested in this and that he is so much about athletics and making sure that Michigan is up here, as he said when he first got here, that uh, this is not going to go by the wayside. People are going to be held accountable. If Santa Ono himself had to take it upon himself to, to hire an NIL director, I think he would do that but that's not his job and he shouldn't have to do that. But I can promise you he is interested. I can promise you that this has gotten a lot of attention this week. Uh, the, the regents are involved. Everybody who needs to be is involved in this. And really, fair or not, because it comes with the territory, the buck stops with Ward Manuel at, as the athletic director, who I love and who has done a lot of great things at Michigan. All you have to do is look at where the athletic department is under his watch and you can say, oh, it's on cruise control, whatever. No, he's done a great job. But this is about the future of the athletic department. You can't rest on your laurels to, to give the old cliche, whatever you want. Uh, it needs to be better uh, for the future of the program. Cause that is what contributes to funding all the rest of the programs here at Michigan. A couple of things real quick, just not that you need vouching for cause the track record speaks for itself, but knowing who some of the sources are they're they're obviously as good as it gets. And two things as well, like the recruiting class coming off of, of what this team is and what it currently is coming off of last year and, and and what this season is should be better. And when there are, you know, people that are directly involved saying that NIL is a reason for it and not good enough for it, um, then, you know, that's, that needs to be resolved. Um, then you have the issue that if you, even if you are a Notre Dame type, you're already seeing, they're going to lose Peyton Bowen, their, their five-star mm-hmm. commit as well. There's rumors out there. I know he, he came out and shot him down that there's basically a bidding war going on between the likes of Oklahoma and Oregon. That stuff's happening. Not saying, you know, I have no knowledge of Peyton Bowen's recruitment, but right. you know, that stuff doesn't shock you based on what you hear about some of these other kids. So that stuff's going to happen, even if you have things in place. And you even see Notre Dame fans complaining about their NIL. There's always more to reach, but Michigan right now isn't even at that level. And, and that's a concern. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's it's a huge concern. And uh, like I said about about Santa Ono is not Mark Schlissel here. Okay, he understands. Okay, there's a disconnect there. If you've got the number 20, 22 recruiting class in the country, they'll probably be anywhere from 25 to 30 when it's all said and done, or maybe about 25. And you're coming off back to back. You're coming off an unprecedented two years here back to back in Michigan football history. 
And that should assure at a place like Michigan that you're getting a top five, top 10 class. And it's not. So what's the reason for that? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. So people need to step up flat out. No doubt about it. I think a lot of people, though, are starting to pull in the right direction and putting the pressure on for them to do the right thing here because uh, it's really not that hard. And there are people, the people that we've spoken to who are very close to it say, you know, we get an NIL director in here and we start doing things right. We could change this in, in two, three weeks. You know, uh, the kids that we're always going to be are, are going to get bought are a lot of the kids that we're always going to get bought. Right. But there are a lot of others who are looking still for an opportunity like Michigan. And if you give them anything and any reason to come here, they're going to come so get it done fellas ab yeah. follow I, that up <laughs> I, that's enough said i mean yeah. i feel like everything i've said on this topic has been um again i would just reiterate that for a athletic department for a university where it's in the fight song leaders and best right way too proactive really i mean way too reactive and i won't even say reactive they haven't done they haven't they reacted, reacted at all enough they haven't changed yeah. anything at all and this is you know, NIL wasn't something that happened overnight on July 1, 2021. That was stuff that was in Congress for, I feel like, years leading up to that. Um, you know, when you lead an athletic department, and again, I'm not putting it all on word manual, but I guess when I say you lead an athletic department, I guess that does kind of do it. Um, you're not just looking to the present and, and resting on your laurels. You have to you have to always be looking for ways to push things forward and keeping your department relevant. And um I mean, I don't know. I don't know Ward Manuel personally. I, I would never bash him or anything. I think he's done a fine job in the areas he has, but he hasn't been good enough uh, and he hasn't been forward thinking enough. And um, that's disappointing. And, and it feels like we're kind of reaching a boiling point here with that, with people in positions of power. It's, it's getting, it's getting close to being, you know, it's getting close to being too late. So let's just let's put a pin, like let's, let's get this figured out is what is where it's at. And if not, um, you're just going to piss off more people and make things worse long-term. So it, it needs to change. We've, we've reached the breaking point here. I think hundred percent they, they have reached the boiling point and they know it, Anthony. And that's the good news is that the people in power have re understand now and uh, that they're, they are at that boiling point and something needs to change. For sure. And for those that want to support the Michigan football team, they're having uh, an event on Saturday. I, I will say this about NIL. Like I like the collectives and all this, it it's really not what the, the law was intended for, but that's what's going on. Um, but there are people working, you know, to, to, you know, actually help these kids out, get their own deals, which is what it was intended for. Uh, so they're doing that. So uh, they're doing an event on Saturday at Oosterbahn field house where you can interact with the players. So stuff like that's still going on. Michigan players are able to make money through things like that, but I think they need to get a little more organized with their collective and everything uh, like that. You're seeing Luke Fickle comes in at Wisconsin and he's talking about, Hey, you know, here's where to, you know, put your money here with our collectives and, and here's the links and all this stuff. So that stuff's going on too. Michigan should be a little bit better at that, but uh, we will leave it there for this week. We got a lot of writing to do with our magazine. So uh, check us out there at the Wolverine on demand.com, but always at the Wolverine.com. We're there 24 seven on the message board with articles, all that $10 gets you premium access until next football season, the 2023 football season. So takes you through spring ball, takes you through fall camp, takes you through the college football playoff that's coming up. So join us there, subscribe to our channel here, help us hit 20,000 and like the video and we'll see everyone next week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.